If you live in a rural or suburban area, you have a very distinct advantage over your fellow preppers who are living in densely populated cities. It's not that you don't have to worry about hordes of desperate, hungry violent people. It's not that you're more likely to live near a wilderness with fresh game, or that you have friendlier neighbors who you can rely on. Although certainly those are all advantages, your biggest advantage is that you have more space. You have more room to grow your own food if you want. You have enough space to stock up on a wide variety of supplies. That allows you to hunker down, and wait for the chaos to pass. That's a bit more difficult for urban preppers. A family living in a tiny apartment can't stock up on enough food to last for three months or more, much less any other essential supplies. Or they can, but only if they don't mind losing their entire living room. While it's a good idea for every prepper to stock up on as many essential supplies as they can, that's just not enough for most urban preppers. They require a slightly different strategy. Rather than trying to figure out how they can stock up and isolate themselves from everyone else, what will give the urban prepper the greatest chance at survival is figuring out how they can trade with everyone else. If you stop and think about what makes cities and rural areas different, it makes sense. In rural areas, regardless of whether or not there's a disaster at play, self-sufficiency is one of the most important virtues. In densely populated cities, cooperation is more important. That's because your neighbors aren't a mile down the road. They're right up against you, all the time. So if you're a prepper in a city, you have to think more about what you can trade with your neighbors for. Rather than just focusing on filling your apartment with bins full of freeze-dried food, you need to also think about stocking up on stuff that you can trade away down the road when your limited supplies run out. Preferably, these trade items should be small. And to give you the most bang for your buck, they should be items that are cheap now, but will be worth their weight in gold after a disaster. Consider the following. Water filtration and disinfection supplies are usually very compact and affordable. Take for instance, the crystallized iodine that is found in Polar Pure. That tiny jar is capable of disinfecting 2,000 quarts of water, and only costs $20, but don't stock up on it too quickly. Crystallized iodine is used to make meth so that might look suspicious. Alternatively you can stock up on pumps and especially filters. None of these items are particularly expensive now, but in a crisis, most people will give their right arm for them. Reloading supplies. Specifically, you should buy up a wide variety of primers. Brass casings can be reused, lead can be scavenged, and gunpowder can be made just about anywhere. Primers are incredibly cheap and compact, but this is an item that you would be hard-pressed, pun intended, to find during a prolonged collapse. Over-the-counter drugs would also be a great idea. They're cheap, small, and have a shelf life that's a lot longer than what you see on the label. Same with most prescription drugs. Though you can't stockpile them for obvious legal reasons, if you're ever prescribed painkillers or antibiotics and have some pills left over after you recover, you should hold on to them. Sewing kits are another really cheap and portable item. We live in a throwaway culture, and you'd be surprised by how many people don't have this sort of thing lying around. But if society collapses, everyone will have to squeeze as much life out of their clothes as they possibly can. And finally, consider building up a supply of supplements, especially multivitamins. There isn't going to be as much food to go around, and the kind of food that's available probably isn't going to be nutritionally balanced. There will be a lot of diseases showing up in the population that are caused by poor nutrition. Unfortunately, you can't stock up on too much of this because supplements have a limited shelf life. But boy, imagine what someone with scurvy will give you for a handful of vitamin C pills. Do you have any more ideas for small, affordable items that urban preppers should stock up on? Let us know in the comments. Joshua Krauss was born and raised in the Bay Area. He is a writer and researcher focused on principles of self-sufficiency and liberty at Ready Nutrition. 
You can follow Joshua's work at our Facebook page or on his personal Twitter. Joshua's website is Strange Danger. This information has been made available by Ready Nutrition.